on your garment and walk into the presence of God and watch God heal you. Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. The following message is titled Miracle Mandates, Rise, Take Up Thy Bed, and Walk, and was spoken by Pastor Gary Keller. We hope and pray this message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the waters. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered Jesus, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day, was the Sabbath. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And the scripture says, The man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked. It does not say immediately the man rose up. But it's obvious that when Jesus said, rise, take up thy bed and walk, that he arose because it says immediately the man was made whole. The moment he rose up was the moment God healed him. And he took up his bed and walked. I speak to you today from this thought, miracle mandates, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. You may be seated. For 38 years, this poor man was a victim. He was the casualty, the sufferer. Notwithstanding, he was the one who had no friend to help him in the time of need. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there a long time in that case, he asked him this question, will you be made whole? And this impotent man said, sir, 
I have no one to help me. When the water is troubled, no one is there to help me into the pool. But while I am striving to get there, the angel has troubled the waters and I'm doing my best to get to those troubled waters. Right before, for 38 seasons, right before I step into those waters, someone steps in before me and they are the ones who are healed. This message this morning is not just for those who need healing in their bodies. This message is for each and every person in this house of worship who needs a miracle touch from the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether that miracle is physical, spiritual, financial, emotional, I believe that there is a God-given mandate I call it today a miracle mandate from the Lord Jesus Christ, a mandate that is ordained from heaven to help each person in this room through whatever situation that you are facing today. There is a miracle mandate ordained by God to help you through the incident that you're facing. Maybe we would call it the condition that you are in and notwithstanding the circumstance that you are dealing with. The miracle mandates, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And so in the name of Jesus, I come to this pulpit this morning to declare, affirm and to proclaim that it is time for someone to rise up. It is time for someone to rise up and claim what thus saith the Lord Jesus Christ on your behalf. When I speak of rising up, I am speaking of a powerful, listen carefully, powerful change of attitude or a change in the way that you are thinking. That's what Jesus dealt with first when he met this man who had laid there for 38 years. He said, I've got to get your mind off of the circumstances. I've got to get your mind off the fact that it hasn't happened for you for 38 years. I've got to get you focused on something else. And so to change that focus, it's time for you to rise up. I would say in this house today that for someone, it's time for you to rise up and say, I want to think like he thinks. I want to know what the mind of Christ is for me in this circumstance. Rising up indicates that there will be a powerful change in your attitude and a powerful change in the way that you are thinking. Paul wrote to the Roman church and he said, to be carnally minded is death. If you lay there for 38 years and you always do what you've always done, you'll always be what you are right now, there has to be a change in your thinking. Hallelujah. You can't just wait for the troubling of the water when the healer is standing next to you. There must be a mind change. There has to be a change in your attitude toward what you are dealing with. To be carnally minded will always produce death. But to be spiritually minded is life and 
peace. The carnal mind brings forth a harvest of death. And the spiritual mind brings forth a harvest of life and peace. And it all starts by rising up and changing your attitude. That's why the wise man said in Proverbs 23 and 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And the psalmist said in 119 and 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so I, I say to you today that it is time to rise up and declare that you will not be the victim any longer. Someone has to rise up today and say, I refuse to be the victim. I'm going to trust in God's word. And if you will do that today, you will not be the victim when you leave this house, but you will be the victor in the name of Jesus Christ. It's for somebody today. It might not be for everyone, but you've been by that pool for 38 years and you know it's time for God to do something miraculous in your life. And if you're ready for that, it's not just about healing today, not just about salvation today. It's not just about blessed finances today, but it's also about your emotions. God wants to make you a whole. In our class this morning, Find a New Life class, there was a scripture that said God can make you a whole. I'm glad today that he can make you a whole or complete. And New Life Christian Center, I would say today across this holy desk that it is time to rise up as a church body and declare a mighty revival of souls for the kingdom of God. I would say to New Life Christian Center, it's time to rise up and declare that a revival will sweep across our city and our county and our state and that hundreds of souls will be saved by the power of the Holy Ghost. It will only happen when we rise up. There is a miracle mandate resting upon us in this house of worship this morning and that mandate is to rise up on behalf of you this morning on behalf of this congregation as the pastor I come to this pulpit to rise up and declare that Jesus Christ is a divine healer and his healing is in this church today I rise up today on behalf of New Life Christian Center to say that the Lord Jesus Christ has a double portion of anointing that rested upon the apostles and upon the early church, that it rests upon every minister and every ministry in this church. I rise up to declare it today that if we're going to see what God can do, we must have a change of attitude and a change of thinking and a change in our mind. Hallelujah. And therefore, it's time to rise up and declare you as an individual. You must rise up and declare my ministry will be blessed. What God has called me to do, hallelujah, is not going to die on the vine, but I'm going to put my roots into the nitrogen of the soil and the word and let my ministry flourish. This is not the end. It is.
is the beginning. It's time to rise up and declare that God is going to open a door for you and your future. It's time to rise up and declare my children are going to be saved, that God's going to send revival to my home. It's time to rise up and say the young people of this church are going to be on fire like never before. It's time to rise up and declare a book of Acts revival to break out every minute of every day. And I say to you as your pastor today, we will not stop. We will not stand still. We will not halt. We will not give up. We will not suppress our worship. We will not quit preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ until there is a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. Somebody's got to rise up and declare the whole counsel of God in this house today. It's a simple three-point sermon today. Rise up. The mandate, the miracle mandates go like this. Rise. Take up thy bed and walk. And so this man believed the words of Jesus. He believed that he had been there long enough. That 38 years was long enough I say to you in the Holy Ghost that what you have been through is long enough. You've gone through it long enough. Hallelujah. I'm just a little weary with the enemy pushing us around when he has no authority to do so. I'm a little weary with people giving in to the thoughts of the enemy, that he, the things that he, he tempts us to think. I'm a little weary with that because I know there's a God in this house that's walked in here and saying to someone, you've been there long enough. It's time for you to rise up. It's time for you to change your thinking. It's time for you to quit saying I can't and say I can. It's time for you to turn the question mark, can God, into an exclamation mark that God can. Don't say can God this morning. Turn it around and say God can. When you start saying God can, things start happening. When you start rising, oh, hallelujah. When you start rising up and declaring that God can, look out, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because when you declare that he can, he will. I said he will. He will. So rise. Rise. Take up thy bed. Now, he was identified. Watch this carefully. He was identified by his bed of affliction. 38 years an infirmity for 38 years. I preach to you that sickness is a natural course in this thing called life because we are made in the image of Adam and Adam brought in sickness and that's why we're only promised 70 years where Adam could have lived forever. I understand sickness. It's just the natural course of things. And I thank God for what doctors can do. But Jesus Christ is our great physician. With that said, there's a difference between a, a sickness and an infirmity. An infirmity is something that the enemy can bring against you. 
And this man was identified by an infirmity that he had to deal with. He was identified, and when you saw him and saw the bed that he laid upon, that bed represented his condition. He could not get away from it. He couldn't break free from it. He couldn't even get to the waters in time. It was as if that bed was holding him down one year, two years, one decade, two decades, three decades. 38 years that that bed kept him bound a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years I come to this pulpit to tell you the devil is a liar we talked about it in our class this morning John 8 44 tells us he's a liar and the father of it and if he's telling you that you'll never break free that you're going to be there for another 38 years I wish somebody would just rise up and say I'm fixing to to take this bed and walk out of here because my God is able to set me free from the habit, to set my mind free from depression, to set my spirit free from oppression. God is able. Hallelujah. God's able. I'm telling you right now, somebody's going to rise up today. Somebody's going to grab that bed and they're going to walk out of here saying, my God is able. He is able. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. It is time for someone to take up the evidence of your past. Hear me today. Take the evidence of your past and put it under the blood of Jesus Christ this morning. It is time to destroy the evidence of your past. How do I do that, preacher? You repent of your sins. You get baptized in the powerful name of Jesus. You receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's time to get your past taken care of. It's time to destroy the evidence of your past. If you will allow me this morning to take you to another story, a deviation that won't take long, it's the story of a man who was blind by the name of Bartimaeus. The son of Timaeus, it's found in Mark. Everybody say, my bed, I've got to get rid of it. Hallelujah. There's some things that when God starts working in your life, you've got to cast it off. It identifies you as being what you used to be. There are some things I don't say anymore. I'm not that person anymore. There are some things I don't do anymore. I'm not that person anymore. There's some places I don't go anymore. I'm not that person anymore. I put those things under the blood. I left those things behind. Watch Bartimaeus. Jesus stood and commanded Bartimaeus to be called. And they called him saying to him, be of good comfort. Rise, Jesus calleth you. And he, Bartimaeus, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. The first thing Bartimaeus did is he laid aside the garment that identified him as a blind man. He said, I don't need this anymore. I'm going to the healer. And when I get in his presence, I won't be blind anymore. I won't be hurting anymore. I won't be in pain anymore. I won't be rejected anymore. I won't be left anymore. I wish somebody would just cast off... Take up your bed. Take up your bed. Cast down your garment and walk into the presence of God and watch God heal you. Bartimaeus cast away the garments that identified him as a blind man. Rise. 
rise in this place today. Rise in this house today. Rise and take up thy bed. It's time for you to say, when you rise up, come on, man, you've been there 38 years. What are you going to say when you rise up and take that bed? What are you going to say? And I can hear him say, I am blessed when I come in and I am blessed when I go out. You got to say it. Hallelujah. You got to say, I will be the head and not the tail. I am Abraham's blessing. I am God's blessing. I will run and not be where you got to say it. I shall rise up and not be down. You've got to say it. I'll be above and not beneath. I am the son of God. I am a child of God. I am holy in his sight. Jesus is my witness and he cannot lie. I'm telling somebody right now in the Holy Ghost, what God wants you to do is rise up and change your mind. He wants you to take the evidence of your past experiences and put it under the blood. And then he wants you to walk, rise, take up thy bed and walk. It, these are the three particular miracle mandates that I bring to you. And the final one is, it is time to walk. Walk away from that pool. Walk away from the gate called beautiful. Walk away from the problems of the past. Walk away from it. Declare that you're not going to run from God, but run to God. My direction is changing because my thinking is changing. My direction is changing because I picked up all the habits that have held me down and the beds and the garments of the past. I'm going a new direction. I'm going to be a new creature in Christ. Something powerful is going to happen. I'm not walking in darkness anymore. I'm stepping out of darkness into the light. Hallelujah. If we walk together in the light as he is in the light, we'll have fellowship one with another. I'm preaching to someone. It's time to step out and walk by faith and not by sight and declare God is my healer, my deliverer. I'm going to walk out of this situation today. Isaiah chapter 40. Hast thou not known Hast thou not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? Don't worry about your God being weary. He's not weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. Oh, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. And somebody said, you know, pastor, I just don't feel like I'm there yet. I know that it says I'll renew my strength and I'll mount up with wings as eagles, but I'm just not there yet. Well, then let's keep going. They shall run. Maybe you're not there where you feel the wings of eagles will take you to a place. Then I'm asking you to run and not be weary. And someone in this house has already said in your heart, I'm too weary to even run. Then I'm going to take you one step farther and they shall walk and not faint. Maybe you feel like you can't soar with the eagles. Maybe you feel like you can't run. Then your starting point is rise, take up your bed and walk. Because I know if you start walking, if you put one foot in front of the other, if you take that step of faith, it will won't be long until your feet become light, your 
heart becomes filled with the love of God. And now you're not just walking, but now your gait has changed and you find yourself running. And now all of a sudden you leap out by faith and you begin to soar. You know what I see in the Holy Ghost? I see some people breaking out and breaking up and breaking over every situation. The prince and the power of the air has had you down long enough. It's time to start walking. It's time to rise up, take up your bed, and walk in the name of Jesus. Why? It's time to walk in the purpose and the plan that the Lord Jesus Christ has for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord God said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God has already declared. He already knows what he has ordained for you to have. Now, rise up, take up your bed, and start walking. It's time to walk. Keep walking. Your healing is coming. Keep walking. Your deliverance is on its way. Keep walking. You're not going to be the victim any longer. You're going to be the victor. Keep walking. Salvation is at the door. Keep walking. Your miracle is coming. Your recovery is coming. Your revival is coming. You got to keep walking. Keep walking. Your upturn is coming. Hallelujah. I say to the Gibbs, hallelujah, in Malawi on this Sunday afternoon there. Brother and Sister Gibbs, if you're listening to this, you got to keep walking. Put one foot in front of the other. Know that New Life Christian Center is behind you. Know that you can rise up, take up your bed, and keep walking. That God has an unprecedented revival coming your way like you've never seen in Malawi. I feel the spirit of prophecy on me right now. The enemy would have you be determined. The enemy would be determined to stop you, but he cannot stop you in the name of Jesus. He cannot stop you. You got to keep walking, Brother Gibbs. You got to keep walking, Sister Gibbs. I say to Brother Addington in New Zealand, body racked with sickness and pain. Brother Addington, put one foot in the... I know you can't soar right now. I know you can't run. But rise up, Brother Addington. Take up your bed and walk in the name of Jesus. It's coming your way. Sister Harden, I know you're in the nursing home. Keep walking. Jan, I know where you're at. Keep walking. Sandy Williams at Riverside Hospital. Keep walking. Buffy, hallelujah, in West Virginia. Sister St. Clair, keep walking. Hallelujah. Jared, uh, Terry, Terry, you've been in the hospital. Terry Franklin, keep on keeping on, my man. Keep walking. I've got to preach to somebody. Kenny Wright, keep walking. Pentecost Sunday's coming. we got to keep walking. My family's going to be saved. I'm going to keep walking. Somebody's got to rise up. Take up your bed and start walking. Miracle signs and wonders are coming. Dad, keep walking. Mama, keep walking. Grandpa, keep walking. Son, keep walking. Daughter, keep walking. Sunday school teacher, keep walking. There's a miracle coming. There's a set free miracle coming. You gotta keep walking. Rise. Take up your bed and walk. 
Your triumph is coming. You will overcome. You will be victorious. You will defeat the enemy. It's time to rise up and walk. So there's the message. The message is rise, change your mind, take up your bed, put all the evidence behind you, and walk. Hallelujah. John 5, 9 and 10, Jesus said unto him, Jesus is saying to you at New Life Christian Center this morning, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Now, you would think that the sermon would be finished right there because those are the three points as the musicians come. Those are the three points of this message. Rise, change your thinking, pick up your bed, get rid of the evidence, and walk by, by faith and not by sight. You would think that's all there is to this man's story that laid by that pool for 38 years. That's not the end of the story because it wasn't long until Jesus was looking for him in the temple. So when God touches you and when God changes you and when God blesses you, and when you rise up and you take up the evidence and you put it under the blood and you start walking with him, he's not finished. He's going to check up on you. He's coming your way. And you know where Jesus went to see if he could find him? In the temple. I've seen a lot of people rise up. I've seen a lot of people take up their bed. I've seen a lot of people walk, but then they walk out on God. And it's not long until they're not around anymore. And Jesus shows up on a Sunday morning and he's looking for you. He's blessed you. He's helped you. He's brought you out. He's changed your life. He put you on a new road. And now he shows up to see if you're in his house. There's no better place I'd rather be than in the house of God. That's why I'm excited about Tuesday and Thursday prayer at 10 o'clock. That's why I'm excited about Wednesday morning prayer at 6 o'clock. That's why I'm excited about Saturday morning prayer at 9 o'clock and Sunday morning prayer at 9.30. That's why I'm excited about you walking into this house. There's nothing like coming to the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He's blessed me. He's kept me. He's delivered me. I'm coming here, and I'm going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I'm going to enter into his courts with praise. I'm going to bless him. Watch this scripture now. Hallelujah. Afterwards, this is just a few, just a few short scriptures later. John 5, 14. Afterwards, Jesus findeth him. Where? In the temple. Jesus said, I wonder where I'll find him. And he found him in the temple. The first thing I say to you today is this. Make sure you stay connected with God. Make sure you stay connected with the church. Make sure you stay connected with a preacher. Make sure you stay connected with the Word of God. Hallelujah. You can't make it on your own. I can't make it on my own. I've got to have a preacher in my life. 
I've got several. Hallelujah. I've got several that speak into my life. You've got to have a church. You've, you've, you've got to have an altar to go to. You've got to have a relationship with God that goes beyond rising up, taking up your bed, and walking. You've got to stay connected to the body of Christ. Oh, I wish I could preach right now. I wish I could preach right now. You, you've got to be in the house of God. If you're able to be here when the doors are open, whatever you do, make sure you come to the house of God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Where did Jesus go looking for the man that he had healed? He went to the temple, and when he findeth him, he said, that's the fourth mandate. Number one, rise. Number two, take up your bed. Number three, walk. And number four, stay connected to my house. And then the fifth mandate that this generation, when I say generation, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about this generation needs to adhere to is the next mandate that the Lord God gave. He said, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more. Lest a worse thing come upon you. Jesus found him in the temple. One more story. Do you remember the story of Peter and John and the lame man in the gate called Beautiful? Watch. You talk about loving God. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What? And, whoo! And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping stood up and walked and entered into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. You want to know what the secret is to living for God? It's rise up and walk to the temple. And when you get here, Look beyond the preacher, look beyond the singer, look beyond those around you and turn your eyes upon Jesus. And don't forget what he's done for you. He blessed you. He healed you. He brought you out. He transformed your life. He gave you a new beginning. It's time for you and I to understand the importance to stay connected to the church. And go and sin no more. If you are in sin today, maybe you transgressed the law of God last night, maybe this week, maybe it was three months ago or two years ago and you've never gotten over it. If you've made your way to this house this morning, I have one statement from him. These are the, these are the greatest words that I could bring to you on a Sunday morning. These are the words of your lovely Lord from 2,000 years ago that still work today. He said, go and sin no more. 
And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.